0: Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And
1: I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For
0: ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello, dear. You caught me right in the middle of my sip of bubbly.
0: That's why I did it. We're having uh, some admittedly cheap uh, sparkling wine, but... (laughs) That's not the important <laughs> part.
1: It's wine and it's bubbly. So this is fair. I'll drink it. There's
0: alcohol contained within it. Um, but you know what? You might be listening saying, but well, why? Well, the answer is we're celebrating three things. Three things. Three things. One, Teresa McRoy's birthday.
1: Oh, it's on Tuesday. Two, no, Monday. Monday. Well, Monday. <laughs> Two,
0: Mother's Day.
1: Yes, which is on Sunday.
0: And three, it's week one of the Max Fun Drive 2021.
1: Today. Well, technically, it started yesterday, but here we are.
0: Yes. And and we're very excited. Max Fun Drive is a very exciting time of the year where we uh, offer, I think, some of our most fun content, both mm-hmm. uh, in the regular feeds and in a bonus content feed for supporters. And it's your chance to support the artist and uh, art you love by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. And we'll tell you more about it as the show goes on. But. I'm also very excited because we were talking about idioms this weekend. Oh, idioms man. are always some of my favorite episodes.
1: We, I don't know if we, we started this as what we knew would become a recurring segment, but gosh, if it hasn't, it is just the gift that keeps on giving. There's
0: just so many. And they're also, I think, interesting and fascinating and was not ready for it. Go ahead and give us that first one. Give me some truth.
1: This is suggested by Brit. And the saying is, shake a stick at.
0: Now, this one I know because it's like uh, you might say, like, you know, there's more deals here than you could shake a stick at, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you were trying to sell something, I don't know why. I just assumed you were like, it would take so much time to shake a stick at <laughs> each of these.
1: Uh, maybe, but uh... you'd waste
0: your whole day shaking your stick at these <laughs> deals. Wouldn't knew. get anything done.
1: The origin probably comes from shepherding. Farmers used to control their sheep by shaking their staffs to indicate where the animals should go. I imagine kind of like a like a shepherd's crook semaphore, right? Right?
0: Yeah, I think they probably had some like sound thing, maybe too. you know, like maybe. a bell or a rattle or something. But
1: when the farmers found that they had more sheep than they could control with said shaking, uh, it was said they had more sheep than. you you could shake a stick at.
0: Okay. Oddly, that makes complete
1: sense. Okay, yes. <laughs> now,
0: we have another one here from Britt, again. Swing a dead cat, right? And this is, uh once again, I've heard in terms of like, well, you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting, like, if you, I don't know why all these are occur to me as like sales, but mm-hmm. if it was like a used car lot, you would be like, <laughs> there's, uh, you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting an affordable used car. <laughs>
1: I remember this being in the, one of the first times that I'd actually heard it was in uh, Tom Sawyer.
0: Uh, well, you bury a dead cat at midnight or something, right? right? To yes, get...
1: to get rid of warts. But usually uh, it's depicted uh, that they're carrying a cat in a bag. Yeah. And Tom's like, What's that? And then Huck says, It's a dead cat. You know?
0: So wait, that's just the first time you've ever heard the term "dead cat," because I don't <laughs> think they swing a dead cat in it.
1: Well, but if you have a cat in a bag, you are swinging it. I mean, it's I mean, a, I
0: suppose so, just through momentum. You mean?
1: Yeah, okay. it it swings.
0: You know, in um, in I think it's in the Tom Sawyer play, but they uh, he loses a marble and he says just throw another marble and say marble find your brother. <laughs> and like, that's it. Right. <laughs> And man, there are times where I catch myself doing that when I lose something, (laughs) where I just think like sock, find your brother, and like throw it. (laughs) I don't think it'll really work, but I think about it all the time. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) why do we swing dead cows to hit things?
1: Okay similar to shake a stick at, but worse. Oh boy. Uh, it means that there's too much of something in one place. Yeah. Like you can't swing a dead cat in Hollywood without hitting a celebrity, right? Right? And there's a couple of potential origins, one better than the other. Uh, there's a widely accepted origin that the quote dead cat in question isn't actually a cat, the animal, but the cat of nine tails, a whip, used for disciplining sailors. Okay. Um, and since there are nine braided strips at the end of the Cat tails, um, the idea is if a ship is so full you can't swing said Cat O'9 tails without hitting a sailor, that's, you know, pretty full.
0: Okay, so what's the other but bad one? Mm, or worse one? I don't know, is the, the one of hitting, one. okay.
1: <laughs> the worst one perhaps in, and you know what? I'm just in the Tudor era.
0: It. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, uh, warning here for people, I just looked ahead, and, uh, there's some animal violence here. So uh, violence against the animals, I should say. So if you wanna skip ahead like 45 seconds, totally get it, maybe a minute and a half, go <laughs> ahead.
1: Supposedly in the Tudor era, um, the archers to practice might put a cat into a bag and hang it off of a tree and use it for target practice. Okay. Uh, Understandably, the cat would be squirmy inside that bag um, because it was alive and did not like being hit.
0: Ah, hence swinging cat.
1: Hence swinging a cat.
0: Okay, both of those are not great. Let's move on. Okay. This one is from Sarah H. And this is once again, another reason I love doing these idiom episodes is this did not even, I would not even have thought of this as an idiom until this, right? Cause it's just so prevalent in, in English, right? Make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I just think of it like, yeah, we make ends meet, right? Like this is what you do when you're in like, order budgeting to, and stuff. In
1: order to make a loop, you make the ends meet. Is that like, it?
0: Yeah, but more of the, just like, it's never occurred to me that it didn't mean what it, Right? Because like you think of means to an end or like it's like, yeah, you make ends, me. Ends of what? I don't know. I've never <laughs> thought of that.
1: Um, I am not the only person to have thought that this might actually stem from ends meat M-E-A-T, like the meat ends, like the ends of the meat make the meat ends. That's where I thought it was from. Like rib tips? Yeah, kind of, or burnt ends or whatever. Okay. But no, not at all, because it's M E E T.
0: No, make ends mean I usually think of uh, in terms of someone like. Struggling to make ends meet, right? Like right. You're trying to pay your bills, or you're like, oh, you know, we got to scrimp and save to make ends meet.
1: Yes, of course. But when I was younger, no, I understand I that of you thought sitting, I know. Uh, standing at a counter, chopping up a piece of I hamburger. I was trying to bring it back to the actual <laughs> thing, though. Okay, was
0: what I was feeling.
1: Um It comes from tailoring and dressmaking. Oh. So it refers to the literal amount of material needed to make a piece of clothing reach around someone's body so that its two ends meet. Um, and the saying evolved as the, the both ends part of the idiom that began to refer to the beginning and the end of the year. So like you were saying about finances. Um, and so this is most often used to talk about, you know, being frugal and such
0: hi everybody just a quick break from the action to tell you about the maximum fun drive 2021 first off let's talk about what the max fun drive is and what maximum fun is in case you are new and you have not been around uh for a previous max fun drive MaximumFun.org is artist owned and listener supported you hear it at the end of every episode what's that mean
1: it it feels reminiscent of a PBS pledge drive, really.
0: Yes. Right? It, except I don't think Bob Vila like owned this old house. I don't know. I
1: don't I don't think so. But
0: we own Schmanners, right? We do. We own my brother, my brother and me. The the network does not own our shows, right? But we own them. And we would not exist without listener support. And you, my friends, are the listener. So once a year, we have the Max Fun Drive where we ask you to consider perhaps becoming a member of the Maximum Fun family.
1: Max Fun friends become Max Fun family during it's, the Max Fun Drive. It's perfect.
0: It's perfect, Teresa, and you are right to say it. Uh, basically how it works is you go to maximumfun.org slash join. There are a bunch of different support levels there. You find the one that you are comfortable with. We don't want anybody breaking the bank or, you know, not making ends meet Uh, uh, because, you know, because they're supporting our shows. We want it to be comfortable for everybody. You pick that and then you get rewards for it. It's that simple. And then uh, a percentage, small percentage, about 30 percent. 20%, 20%, something like that.
1: I think it's 30.
0: Sure. Goes to Maximum fund to keep the lights on there to employ all of their wonderful Max Fund employees. And the rest is split between the shows you actually listen to. When you go and become a member, you'll be asked, what shows do you listen to? And that's where your support goes. But the real score, I think the real treat, is the rewards. <laughs> and the best part is, right there, right at that $5 a month level, I think it's the best reward.
1: It really is. I mean, it's it's like the reward that rewards you all year long.
0: And just keeps rewarding
1: you. Indeed, because there are so many bonus episodes. Yeah,
0: so that's it. At $5 a month, you get access to a, a supporter-only bonus content lineup with over 200 hours way over at way this over. point uh of every every show on the network and here's the thing from every max fun drive right and every max fun drive moving forward as long right? as you are a member you will have access to that bonus content and there's just more and more and more of it every year this year we did uh, an episode all about outdated dating advice
1: oh man It was a doozy.
0: It's pretty wild folks, highly recommend. (laughs) Also, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention for the Adventure Zone, we did an adventure where Justin uh, ran a game designed by his six year old daughter, Charlie, and it is absolutely (laughs) bonkers. (laughs) Cannot recommend it enough. For $10 a month, you get access to that bonus content and you get to choose a show specific enamel pen.
1: Ours is a a lovely idiom. It's ducks in a row. Our ducks are in a row. It's ducks in a row. It's super cute.
0: You also get a Max Fun membership card that you can like flash at places to get into VIP areas. I guess I don't know, but it's pretty cool and it's great. Use it in place of a driver's license. Don't <laughs> don't don't do that. Uh, for twenty dollars a month, you get the bonus content, you get the enamel pin and the membership card, and you also get to choose between a take a minute tea kit, which is cute. We love tea. Everyone knows, or a a rocket embroidered hat with the rocket Max Fun logo. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. that's that's nice. I feel like they uh, they really upped their game this they year. They really
0: did. And we also wanted to talk about that $35 a month because listen, $5 a month is great. $10 a month is great. $20 a month is great. For $20, $35 a month, you get the rocket hat or the take a minute ticket. You get to choose a pin. You get the membership card. You get the bonus content, but you also get an insulated cup with that Max Fun Rocket logo. And we love insulated cups in this house.
1: We sure do. We and then and you can flash that logo to all your friends on Zoom.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you do. And there's some other levels too, but you know, if, if you're already a member, maybe consider upgrading this year. Uh if you're not a member, maybe consider becoming a member. All of those things.
1: And even if you if you can't, we know, we know that there, there is a time in everyone's life when it might not be possible yep. to do this, but you can still help us by tweeting about it, by sharing the link to our shows, sharing the link to the the uh, the membership site. You know,
0: just talk about why why you like Max Fun, why, bon, you, why you like Schmieners, all that stuff. And you know, I also just want to say uh, a thank you to everybody who is already a member, everybody who already listens to the show, everybody who tells a friend. We wouldn't be able to like have Alex help us write. Um, uh, because we pay her for her work, and we do that because of your support. It would be hard to find the time to make this show if it wasn't basically our job, you know? And because of you, we make the commitment to make the shows. And so we just want to also take this time to say thank you. Thank you okay. to everybody. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, now Joshua C. asked about Let the Cat Out of the bag.
1: A lot of cat ones. Is there, or just two so well, far? Well, no, but I mean,
0: there. I think... <laughs> Another troubling one is more in one way to skin a cat. That's oh, another one. Yeah. Uh, cat's got your tongue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think cats, I mean, we have a lot of ones about Curiosity
1: dogs. killed the cat. That's
0: true. There's a lot of ones about dogs, though, too. Can't teach you an old dog, new trick. You lay down with dogs, rise up with fleas. Let
1: sleeping dogs, dogs lie. lie. <laughs>
0: a lot about birds, too. Oh, no. I'm just saying. I, I don't think it's that there's a lot about cats. I think it's just that there's a lot of idioms. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, so
0: let the cat out of the bag is like you spill a secret, right? Oh, you let the cat out of the
1: bag. Yes, thank you, Joshua C. Perhaps this saying comes from livestock fraud. Go on. Um, according to Mental Floss, if you'd like to look this up, merchants used to sell customers live piglets in sacks for easier transport. Now that makes sense to me. If you want to buy a pig, you can't really like walk it home, right? Well, so sure, yeah.
0: And you would also buy, I guess, buy the small one, right? Raised yeah, probably cheaper than buying a full grown one already. Exactly,
1: because it would be cheaper to feed. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and uh, perhaps uh, if you had a sneaky salesperson, they might swap the pig for a cat when you weren't looking. So oh. instead of a, a tiny piglet, you would get a cat. Uh, that would inevitably not become a pig if you wanted to raise no, that's, a pig. No,
0: that's true. I don't know what <laughs> you could try, but I don't think that there's any way to turn a cat into a pig.
1: <laughs> not at all. And this would be cheating. You, It would be a cheat.
0: I mean, it would be fraud, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. Yes.
1: And you would quite literally let the cat out of the bag instead of the pig that you actually bought.
0: Ah, so that would reveal a secret, the cat is out of the bag. And you don't mm-hmm. think that when you heard the cat meowing, they'd be like, that's the weirdest pig sound i ever heard.
1: I don't know what, what piglets sound like, actually. Like
0: small pigs. So then we have another one from Skylar B. The whole kit and caboodle.
1: Do you remember caboodles? Yes, I remember caboodles. <laughs> I'm a theater kid, Teresa. do I remember caboodles? Caboodles were just cute tackle boxes, basically. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Very rounded, very colorful, uh, very that like neon. For some reason, I think of LA looks style. Yeah, you know, kind of. Anyways, anyway, I don't think that that's what this is about, though, right? But I think other way around. That was probably named after after this, this, yeah,
1: because uh, when you have a big collection of something, or you have everything and the extras, you have the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Yes, but why?
1: Okay, so this was slang during the 20s and a lot of the 20s. The 1920s. Yes, the 1920s. You're right.
0: We're in the 20s now, right?
1: (sighs) The 1920s where slang went off the rails. Oh, Oh, another one.
0: Yeah, Um, that one's pretty clear, though, isn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we're pretty sure it refers to a soldier's kit bag, which was like a duffel bag you'd carry everything in. Um, And so this is how the phrase kit began to mean a set of objects. And also caboodle or boodle is an old term that means a group or collection, usually of people, but could apply to objects as well. So with the whole kit and the caboodle, it meant you had everything and a place to put them.
0: Okay, okay, that's making sense. I mean, it reminds
1: me of everything in a bag of chips, right? Do you remember that? I mean, that?
0: sure, but I think that was more of a compliment than it was the turn of phrase. But she I,
1: saw that and a bag of chips. That means that she has everything plus a snack.
0: I said I knew what it meant. <laughs> oh, it's probably for the listener. The right, listener. yeah. I, it's interesting to me because Caboodle, it's, sometimes it's frustrating a little bit when we do an idiom and it's like, oh yeah, well that word was just made up. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, but aren't all words made up? Um, this it, this one was submitted by Emily D., A Dime a Dozen. And this is usually something like very common, like, oh, you that book, oh, it's A Dime a Dozen. You can find that anywhere.
1: Right, um, but when it first started in 1976, many goods such as eggs or apples were advertised as a dime a dozen in the United States, meaning that you could show off something uh, by getting a value for your money, right? So lots of apples for a dime, but you know, inflation. And now it means the marker of a deal being something cheap and easy to get.
0: Okay, so it used to be like?
1: You could get a lot of these things for one little dime. Okay. And now it's like you, they're everywhere. You can't walk through a room without stepping on these things. I wonder if
0: that's why the dime was so small. Hmm. I don't know. I
1: know. I, I bet that the dime was pretty small and people were like, this is money.
0: Sure. I need to find out why the dime is small. It really bothers me. Okay.
1: Having a <laughs> why red, is it smaller than a nickel? This is what I'm saying.
0: Having a red letter day. This is from Sarah W. Having an exceptionally good or memorable day.
1: This is this is kind of cute, right? That's so, good
0: compared to some of the cat ones. Yeah. Compared to some of
1: the other ones. Um, when churches would release spiritual calendars, you know, in like prayer books or Bibles or whatever, uh, the feast days and the holy days would be marked in red ink to denote their importance. Huh. So if you were having a very important day, it's a red letter day. Cool.
0: Now, uh, Robert Mackey, who uh, is, has worked with us at uh, Cuss Shows, uh, here in Cincinnati, as well as being one of my mods on Twitch, uh, asked about got the hots, and now this one, uh, very slangy mm-hmm. to me, of like, oh, he's got the hots for her. You know, they've got the hots for them. It's like, oh, they're they're got a crush on them. They're oh yeah, uh, hot under the collar. Uh, uh,
1: uh, and that is really exactly it. That um, when you are enamored with another person, you might blush or become physically warm. Oh,
0: so it's literally, you're getting hot. Yes. Okay, Robert also asked about uh, more fun than a barrel of monkeys, which is usually like, that's so, it's so much fun. It's more fun than a barrel of monkeys. And what's interesting to me is, I, and I haven't looked ahead, I don't know if it's based on the toy or if the toy is based on the saying.
1: The toy came second.
0: Really, okay.
1: Yeah, Um, and you know, In reading this copy and thinking about it for myself, I have always thought a barrel full of monkeys does not sound like fun. But it doesn't sound wild to you. It sounds wild. It does sound wild. It sounds like chaos to me. Yeah. And that is actually where this comes from. Um, So when zoos and circuses were becoming more and more mainstream, monkeys were a popular draw, but also... A nightmare to take care of and keep around. And because, I mean, they're, they are mischievous and inquisitive by nature, also loud. Um, And so it was, it was a very difficult job for the circus or the zoo to keep these monkeys contained.
0: So you put them in a barrel.
1: Uh, Not. Not just don't put monkeys in a
0: barrel, Uh,
1: but you could put them in a cage, which was recorded as uh, the phrase in 1840, uh, which evolved to a wagon load of monkeys. Again, we've talked about this because a lot of circuses traveled on trains, but then it meant to describe something chaotic and terrible, which is what I'm envisioning in my head when I think of a wagon full of monkeys. Um, But then later, the game barrel of monkeys was invented in in the 1960s, and it meant something that was actually fun because kids would associate the game and the animals with playtime and silliness. However you use this phrase now, you could mean it literally, which is the way that is terrifying to me, or, you know, to be silly
0: I still think of it I still think it has a connotation like if I think about someone using the phrase more fun than a barrel of monkeys I don't think of it as like a really enjoyable crossword puzzle it's like it's like wacky wild fun you know going to the trampoline park is more fun than a barrel of yeah right
1: I mean yes chaotic and terrible
0: (laughs) I think okay I think not all of us have asthma that's triggered by trampling stories. Right. So I think that it's a kind of thing where I don't know. I just I still think of it as like wacky wild fun, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze, like small talk, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I also know it uh, as shoot the uh the s word, but mm-hmm. well, we don't curse on the show. But no. shoot the s word. We
1: don't. Um. So it has kind of a scandalous origin. Oh, get out of the uh, town. <laughs> that's another one. Idiom. Get out of the town? Get out of town. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the mid-1900s in the United States, uh, breeze was slang for a rumor.
0: Ah. Oh.
1: Right? And shooting the breeze was the way you would describe the empty chatter of repeating gossip.
0: See, I would have said it was like shooting the breeze, like the air From your lungs, you know, like you're breathing the word, you're just standing outside, maybe that was it, like standing outside as the breeze and you're just talking on the porch, shooting the breeze, but no-
1: I'm I'm certain that a lot of gossiping happened on said porches. Oh,
0: certainly, certainly. Now, this one I find interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is another one that I don't think I would have thought of as an idiom, just because it seems so commonplace, would keep the ball rolling, Mm -hmm. right? And like, just- kind of, you know, to keep the thing going, right? Right. Like like that's the thing if you repeat, if you replace ball with thing, it still makes sense. Keep the thing going, right? Keep Keep the ball going. Keep it going. But I also normally think of it in terms of like conversation. Sure. Right? Yeah. But
1: why? Well, um, if you are as familiar, you, listener, you are as familiar with Parks and Rec as I am, you may have noticed that the origin so-called origin of this phrase uh, is mentioned in the uh the episode where William Henry Harrison yeah is featured uh-huh in like the mid1840s the United States uh, sorry not the mid just the 1840s <laughs> United States presidential election. It's widely regarded as the first kind of like political campaign that swept across the United States.
0: Like a national campaign, because people were campaigning before that, but this was the first like, we got a slogan, we got some posters, and we're broadcasting the same message everywhere.
1: Exactly, President Martin Van Buren was running against William Henry Harrison, and his running mate was John Tyler. Um, both of whom were war heroes and fought at the famed Battle of Tippecanoe.
0: Hence, Tippecanoe and Tyler, too.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. And so one of the things that they they had was their slogan was to keep that ball rolling because they had the victory on the battlefield, keep, you know, things okay. going up and up. That's another one on the up and up. Sure. And they actually, when they had people attend rallies, even then, they had 10-foot globes made of tin and leather that they actually pushed from one campaign event to the other.
0: Oh boy, okay, big ol' earth balls, right? Yeah. Okay, and then they sang the song, that you hear from every quarter, 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 good news and true, that Swift the ball is rolling on for New and Tyler too. Indeed. Hey, it's us again interrupting us. Well, I know. Is, if yeah. you
1: interrupt yourself, are you really interrupting?
0: Yeah, I interrupt myself all the time. Halfway through a thought, and then you think of another thought, and then you forgot the thought you were going to say. I, ca- I think that counts. All right. Okay. We want to tell you one more time about the Max Fun Drive. Why are we repeating ourselves? Why are we telling you again? Well, because, because there's more info that well, you need. Yes, that. To know. that's not what I was going to say. But oh. yes, also that. What I was going to say is sometimes you hear us talking, you think, "Oh, that sounds great. I want to check that out." And then poof, it's out of your head. It's gone, like a butterfly in a strong breeze. It's gone. <laughs> 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 right. And so we want to just keep it fresh in your mind. So you.
1: Sound effect one more time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where'd that butterfly go? Ah, in a jet engine, I guess. Um. So go maximumfund.org forward slash join. Check out the different support levels, find a level that's right for you, and maybe consider becoming a MaxFun
1: member, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, And then when you mm do, make sure you let us know. Tweet at us,
0: at SchmannersCast, so we can say thank you.
1: Tag us, please, so that we can retweet you (laughs) and say thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, and I also want to say there's a thing that uh, I feel like is new this year that we haven't done previously. Maybe we did it in the July one, but that you can boost your membership. You know, maybe you're already a member and you're not quite ready to move up to the next membership level. That's totally fine. We get it. You know, sometimes that can be a big jump, be a big commitment. You can go and boost your monthly membership slightly. It doesn't I uh, qualify you for the rewards, but you do get the reward of a fuzzy feeling in your heart, knowing that you support the art and artists that you love.
1: And you always get that sweet, sweet bonus content.
0: And And believe me, it is well worth it. So consider becoming a member, go to maximumfund.org slash join. And just know that we really appreciate you. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Now, Teresa. Mm-hmm. If someone is a sitting duck, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right, it means that they're an easy target. Yeah, right.
1: A sitting duck. Oh, you're sitting.
0: Get out of there. You're a sitting duck. Right. Right. Yes. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Now I assume it might have something to do with actually like ducks, right? Because you hunt ducks,
1: right? Yes. Yes. Because as you would surmise, even having never hunted ducks,
0: I've never hunted anything.
1: Exactly. A uh, duck that Except
0: is- Except a good deal. Ooh. Hi, you can't swing a dead cat <laughs> or shake a stick at our good deals here at Schmaner's Used Cars. A
1: duck that is sitting still, perhaps on the water. Way
0: easier to shoot.
1: Way easier to shoot than a You got duck a bob and weave, around. duck.
0: got a bob and weave.
1: Yep, that's it.
0: Oh, okay. Now, uh, we also have on top of this some wholesome nice things that were sent in to us. Uh, Andrew H., sweet human, uh, wrote in feeling bothered by something that they always heard their grandmother say. According to Andrew, his grandmother, who was born around Nashville in the 1920s, said this amazing thing that it was, quote, it's cold as flugens.
1: <laughs> what a great word. It's
0: cold as flugens outside. I see, okay, flugens, yes, outside. For whenever it was very cold, Andrew wrote us in a frenzy asking, is my grandmother crazy? If not, was she secretly awful? This is a thing, you know, whenever yeah. whenever older folks use a word that I don't know, yeah, I assume, <laughs> I assume <laughs> it might be terrible. Um, is it acceptable to use, Andrew asked. and I.
1: Good news, yeah, everyone. Yeah, we have good
0: news. Your grandmother was not secretly awful. Apparently, Flugin used to be a euphemism for the devil. We don't, don't know why.
1: Well, okay, 1920s, a lot of wild slang. That's sure, just
0: just throwing stuff just, at the wall.
1: Yep, seeing what sticks.
0: But even then, how do you use it? Like, oh, don't watch out, don't sin, or the flugin will come
1: <laughs> get you. Well, just as it's. It's cold as Flugens outside.
0: The flugan runs hell? No, I don't, it it feels weird. Okay, Uh, but it just means. not bad. But if someone might say like, oh, it's cold as the devil outside, right? Yeah. So keep using it. People will look at you funny because I don't know of any other human being other than both you and your grandmother. So I guess two human beings who have ever said the word Flugen and not me. Uh, Emily D, who suggested Diamond Dozen, emailed us Uh, Back in August, and Emily teaches English as a second language students in Taiwan, and she had them play a game where they guessed what certain American idioms mean, and they had some really solid guesses. So here's a few. Um, Let the cat out of the bag. Learn something new. Uh, Which I think is far more optimistic.
1: Definitely. Than
0: ours, you know, I'll oh, let the cat into the light.
1: <laughs> the cat
0: Now the cat can see the sun.
1: I think that that's assuming a very gentle opening and a very calm cat. And the cat slightly cat. coming forward <laughs> saying, ah, oh,
0: now I get it. Uh, a dime a gu- a dozen and they guessed that it was both rich and poor.
1: I mean and they were pretty pretty on, right? Because when it started out, it meant you could get a really great deal and then when it you know, now it means that there you can't you get so there are so many that abound that you could give just dimes for them. These
0: two I think they were more right than we are. Hit the sack. Mm -hmm. They thought use a punching bag at a gym. Uh, Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? (laughs) We should change that one. And like riding a bicycle, something hard, (laughs) because they said that riding a bicycle is not easy. It's really hard and they are not wrong.
1: Learning to ride a bicycle is difficult.
0: Yes, why is that? Falling off a log, I get easy to fall off a log. All you gotta do is not balance them it's like riding a bicycle no it's hard to ride a bicycle i
1: think i think that that part of riding a bicycle like riding a bike uh is that muscle memory kind of takes over oh that's over. it
0: is that like once you learn how to do it, yeah. you can do it that's fair i haven't ridden a bike in probably 8 years i bet i could do it
1: you could still do it
0: i bet i could do it but you know what's easier driving a car <laughs> for a lo- for a lot of reasons now, Colton M. brought up a really great question that has to do with the catchphrase for the show, Manners, Schmanners. He was curious about adding schma in front of something and was worried that Alex would not have an answer, and by extension, we would not have an answer, but there's an entire Wikipedia page dedicated to this linguistic weirdness. It even has its own term. What? I didn't know this. It's called schma, schma reduplication, schma reduplication. I love
1: how it took you like four tries to say that. Because
0: you just added schma. Just make it schma duplication. (laughs) The idea is that you take the original word or the first syllable of the phrase and repeat it, replacing the original beginning with schma, e.g. fancy smancy or baby schmaeby. Um, I, there's a really great James Acaster bit where he talks about a guy who uh, won every argument that way because once somebody says it, like what are you gonna say back? Except for when it came to schmoozing because then he was just saying schmoozing, schmoozing and it sounded <laughs> like he was encouraging you. Um, it's usually done to denote sarcasm, derision, or skepticism, why? Well, apparently it originates from Yiddish. Yiddish Yiddish-speaking immigrants added it to the American lexicon when many uh, were immigrating to the United States at the turn of the 20th century, and then it was picked up by Americans of all nationalities and backgrounds, and here we are, it's a melting pot.
1: And that's why we use it, right? Because uh, manners are thought to be something like...
0: Hoity-toity, that's another one.
1: That's another one. Uh, Unattainable. Some sort of like, it's, it's like only for... The posh and those in the know, right?
0: Yeah, I always think of it in regards to our show in terms of like someone using manners to judge somebody else. Sure, and not saying, oh, don't manners, manners." No, yeah. that's not it. It's not about capital M manners, right? It's about the behavior, and it's about interaction with each other, and it's about being the best you you can be, being comfortable in situations, right? All those
1: so things. manners are attainable, right. right? And and about you, and about you, yeah. Yeah. So manners, manners. Get it. Uh, get oh wait, it.
0: no, it's not the end of the show. Oh, don't hang up. Which <laughs> wait, also hang
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> Which also has a double meaning. Sometimes when I say it, I mean get those manners, uh-huh. right? And sometimes I'm saying get a joke.
0: Get it? Hey, speaking of get it, nope. I want to thank. <laughs> I want to thank you all, not just for listening, but for supporting this show. This show would not exist uh, if it weren't for support. From our listeners, support from our Max Fund members. Um, you know, we got two kids, and it can be hard to make time to record the show, but we do because we know that it matters to you and you matter to us, and we don't want to let you down. We would don't want you to go looking for an episode that's not there. We might be late from time to time or miss from time to time because kids, but it and matters life. To, and life. But it matters to us. And like I said, it's not just the monetary. Uh, from the support. it's also people who, you know, tweet about the show, send in idioms, ask questions on Twitter, uh, tell friends about it. all that stuff is support that we rely on.
1: Our supporters are integral to the show.
0: Yes, we couldn't do it without you. And so if you would like to become a, a monetary supporter or upgrade the support you already give, now is the best time to do it. get those rewards. Uh, be part of of the train, of the hype train. Uh, as they call it on Twitch, uh, just go to maximumfun.org forward slash join. And and once again, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We, We can't thank you enough.
1: And we would also like to thank Alex. For researching and writing for us, we'd like to thank Brent Brent Brentofloss Black for the writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Um, And we would love to thank you if you tweet at Schmanner's Cast on Twitter. We will say a little thank you Uh, even if if you
0: upgrade or become a member.
1: Well, even if you give us a shout out to your friends. Yeah, that's fair. If you cannot at this time become a member. Uh, But you're ready to hype that train? We love it. We love it. And we will say thank you as well for that. Um, Thank you to Kayla M. Wassell for that Twitter thumbnail art. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinnett Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Lots of love in that group. And uh, we really appreciate it. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, you should join that group.
0: Yeah, join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners. Schmanners. Get it.